The NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Bowl Challenge. $250 cash and a $250 gift card is up for grabs exclusively on the SGPN app. I'm just about that action, boss. with another edition of the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You know me, know the voice, know the guy. It's me, Really Real, Villain Real, Terrell Furman Jr. at your service. And, you know, we're doing the Thursday night football breakdown. So I got my guy, Scott Studio, Rochelle. Right? Scott, what's going on? Nothing much. Looking forward to going through this game. Actually, is a game that matters. Uh, you have playoff yeah. implications for both teams. So looking forward to it. Hopefully it turns into a good one. Yeah, and I mean, we're not going to waste any time because we got a lot to get through. If you're new to the show, if you haven't been to the show, I'm going to tell you exactly how it's going to go down. We're going to break down the game. We're going to break down first touchdown, prop bets, and we're going to throw in a DFS lineup at the end. So jam-packed with info. If you're not already, make sure you subscribe to the NFL Gambling Podcast. Kicking things off, the San Francisco 49ers are on the road in a battle of the NFC West to go play the Seattle Seahawks minus three and a half for the the San Francisco 49ers on the road. 43 is the total injury report for this game. And we have Brock Purdy, who is officially questionable with an oblique rib injury. Debo Samuel and Elijah Mitchell are not playing in this game. And then you also have DJ Dallas on the other side for Seattle. He is questionable with an ankle injury, and it was just reported minutes before we got on this podcast that Kenneth Walker is active for this game. All right, Scott. You're laying three and a half on the road with the 49ers. What are you doing here? So let's assume that worst case scenario, Purdy's not able to go. Or if he is, maybe he doesn't make it through the entire game. Mm -hmm. You're looking at, who's it, Josh Johnson, I believe? Yep, I think so. Who's on his 55th NFL team in his career. I guess my question for you is, do you think the Niners are going to do enough on the with the ground game and the defense, regardless of who's a quarterback? Because we know that the identity of this team is really built with the trenches, both in the defensive line and the offensive line. And I think they should have a lot of advantages in both areas. So I'm going to ask you, assuming that he cannot go, do you think the Niners will do enough damage on the ground and through the defense to still cover, even if Purdy is hypothetically not able to go for the entire game? I'll say no, because I didn't think that they'd be able to do it if Purdy does go for the game. Well, touche. Fair enough. Okay, that makes sense. But (laughs) in general, Purdy's been really good. 
so far since taking over the starting job. There's no other way around it. He was great against the Buccaneers last week, and he had a couple touchdowns. So I do think that it's going to make things more interesting for me because Johnson did start that one game against the Jets, or I don't know if he actually did he start that game or Mike or Mike White got injured immediately and Johnson had to play. I'm trying to remember how that went. But the point is he hasn't started many games. He's been around for a mm-hmm. long time. He's a decent journeyman backup, but he's clearly not good enough to be a starter. Mm-hmm. I just love this Niners team. I guess in other words, what I'm asking is how much of an advantage do you think the Niners have besides quarterback? Do you think that it's really not even close when you look at the overall talent on this roster? Oh, no, it's definitely not even close looking at the overall talent. But I do believe that quarterback is going to play a factor in this game just because of how Seattle's defense plays and how opportunistic they are. They are fifth in the league in takeaways per game. And if you throw out last week, which was just a complete debacle, and they just let Sam Darnold do whatever he want, they have a turnover in 10 straight games. So I think this defense is optimistic. I think they're going to get up for this game in an NFC West matchup where we know that they are subpar. We know that. But I think this is a really good spot for them to get up, especially after getting embarrassed last week, and be able to play well against a backup, backup, potentially backup, backup, backup quarterback. Yeah. I think that it's really a game Seattle needs to have. And I know that there are a lot of cliches and a lot of uh, dumb phrases in sports, in my opinion, like a must win or, you know, they're due or a lot of other things to mention. But with the NFC playoff race really heating up and the fact that the Seahawks ended up letting the Raiders game get away, they ended up losing last week to Carolina. They really do need this win. And you're looking at the Giants who are, I know they're also falling apart, but you're looking at the Giants, you're looking at Washington, you're looking at a couple other teams in the NFC. And suddenly Seattle might be the odd man looking in. And I and I do think that as a result, Seattle will definitely lay it all on the table because mm-hmm. it was a really disappointing showing against Carolina. But I just think the Niners have so many advantages at so many different positions that I think I am going to lean to the Niners. Now, the main difference would be Assuming Purdy can't play, I definitely love the under in this game. I liked Mm -hmm. it anyway, but I like it more uh, with uh, Purdy potentially being out or at least being compromised because Purdy has some mobility, and now he might not be able to move that well. Mm -hmm. The main difference for me might be the total, because I know earlier in the week I leaned to the over, but now I think I'm Mm -hmm. leaning to the under. I'm still going to lean Niners, though. I just really don't like Seattle right now, and the fact that their defense cannot stop anybody, I think it's a serious red flag. Yeah, I'm on Seattle plus three and a half. I'll take Seattle on the money line. I think, like you said, this is a spot that both of these teams feel like they got to have. But I think Seattle kind of wants this a little bit more. 49ers smelling themselves. They're on Se- a, what, Seattle a five needs game. it more than the Niners. I mean, the yeah. Niners should make the playoffs. They should win the division no matter if they win this game or not. Uh, Where was I at? You have... I don't remember. I lost my train of thought. Either way... I think that this is the get-right spot for Seattle. I think they come in here locked in, ready to play this game at home. You understand how big this game is in the division because while you say that Seattle, that San Francisco is supposed to be, win the division, and they probably are. Like, I'm with you. I think San Francisco is going to win the division. 
the the Seahawks don't think that. The Seahawks think that they're still in. A, they still have a chance for this division, and it starts with winning this game right here. I think they're going to be more locked in, more focused, and you know, a little bit of luck with the 49ers is going to run run out playing this game with potentially a third, maybe a fourth string quarterback. I th- I thought Brock Purdy was Mr. Irrelevant for a reason. I think that he has accuracy issues. He has issues with decision-making. And while he's a solid quarterback, there's, again, it's a reason why he was picked last overall. And I've watched him enough at Iowa State to know that he'll definitely turn the ball over. So uh, I think that this is going to be a game where Brock Purdy struggles if he does play. And I kind of hope he plays. I think that's the best option because I can see some magical Joe Johnson, uh, Josh Johnson moment where he comes into this game and just freaking goes off and goes crazy. And everybody's like, oh, my gosh. But Brock Purdy, I don't see a world that Brock Purdy is actually has a good game this game. I think his luck ran out. Uh, I was never a big fan of Purdy at Iowa State. However, I do like Shanahan as a coach. And if you look at Shanahan's record with backup quarterbacks, really just his entire career, He's been really good with mediocre and best quarterbacks. That's kind of been what makes him so special is the fact that he can really excel with the ground game and whoever's a quarterback is kind of an afterthought. Now, that might also be why he doesn't have a ring, but it definitely shows that he can succeed even with extremely underwhelming options at the most important position in the sport. So I think Shannon might have a few tricks up his sleeve, but for the most part, I do agree with you about your final point. I don't think Purdy's going to play well, but Seattle's defense is pretty rough, and I do think that the Niners might be able to really pull out an ugly football game. The main thing the Purdy injury does to me is makes me automatically pivot to the under. I think I have to like the under in this game now, but that's really the main switch up that I had during the course of the week. Yeah. Um, Do you want to make a case for an over? Or you're just on the under because I can't really make a case for an over in this game. No, now with Purdy on, being below 100. percent No, no, I was on the uh, I was on the under earlier in the week. I'm still on the under. I in the total like show, I lean to the place. over, but with the Purdy news, I have to pivot to the under. Yeah, whether Purdy goes or whether Purdy goes and he was healthy, whether I don't care. I like the I think Seattle's defense gets up this game. I really do. I right. need to right. I mean, if they don't, yeah. then what's the point? Yeah, they do. They 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 really do. So, uh, all right, let's go ahead and get into first touchdown. I'll let you do the honors. What bets are you placing for first touchdown? All right. So for first touchdown score, you can let me know if there's any better odds. I'm sure you you'll find something somewhere with better odds. But I am going to start off with a pretty interesting spin here. I know that McCaffrey would be my first choice, but he's plus four twenty five, plus four fifty. There's not much value there, so I'm just not going to bother. But I am going to go with my favorite quote-unquote, and the first pick's going to be DK Metcalf. Uh, Metcalf has been really good the last couple of weeks, and my fantasy team and I appreciate him because he has done a lot of good things. But Mm -hmm. I do think when you're looking at what Seattle's going to try to do, I know Kenneth Walker's going to play. The problem is the Niners are amazing against the run, so I do think that Geno's going to have to throw it, whether the Seahawks really want him to or not. But Metcalf has scored a touchdown in each of the last two weeks. He's been really solid. And if you look at his career numbers against the Niners, he has given the Niners problems on occasion, but he scored a touchdown in four of the last six games. And I do think that if you're looking for a favorite, quote-unquote, that has some value, Metcalf's on the field all the time. He's a huge red zone threat for Mm -hmm. the Seahawks. I do think there's some value there at around 10-1. to 
I'm not sure if you see a better price than that, but no, I do that's think the best I got. there's some value there. So for me, I'll go with Metcalf at around 10 to 1, and I'm hoping that he'll continue to get targeted in the red zone. All right. Anybody else you playing? Uh, yeah. So I wasn't sure if you wanted to alternate or just give out all three. No, you can just drop. Yeah, okay. just drop all of them. So Metcalf will be my first choice. Uh, then I'm going to move over to uh, the 49ers backup running back. I'm actually going to take Jordan Mason at around 13 to one. I'm assuming there's going to be a lot of fluctuation on Mason because yeah, he's the backup. Yeah, because I see an eight to one. So oh, really? Take, okay. Take that, 30, 30, take that 13 to one to the bank. I'm shocked that he that it was eight to one. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, looking at thirteen to one there, I I see fourteen to one as well. So I'll take fourteen to one. Uh, but I think there's value on it. I know McCaffrey should keyword should get a bunch of the touches, but the Niners aren't afraid of using Mason as more of a physical runner. We know they want to keep McCaffrey healthy. He's officially listed as healthy, but he was kind of questionable yesterday. Mm-hmm. So. McCaffrey's kind of been battling something here and there. I don't know how serious it is, but we know that Mason gets touches every game, and the Niners mm-hmm. want to run the ball. I think there's some value at Mason at 14-1, to 1, kind of hoping McCaffrey takes him down the field, gets tired, and eventually they bring in the change of pace guy at the goal line. So give me Mason at 14-1. to 1, And my last one is going to be, which defense do I want? I wanted to make a case for both defenses. Uh, Seattle. Well, I have Ford. one. I will yeah, let okay. you know. I have one. Seattle at forty to one is tempting, but I will take the Niners at uh, twenty-two to one. Oh, you got forty to one on that, Roger. I see forty. I don't know if you see a better price on Seattle, no, but either no, way, I don't. I just changed my bet because that's better than what I got. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, just I'm looking quickly to see if there's anything better than that. Uh, no, that's the best you're going to get. But I'll take uh, San Francisco at twenty-two to one. It's going to kind of segue me into one of my props, but at the end of the day. I think the Niners' defense is incredible. I think it's the best defense in the league. And I think that with Geno being a little bit turnover-prone the last couple of weeks, you might be looking at a couple of opportunities. They forced a couple of turnovers against Brady. I think they can force a couple in this game. It's a decent long shot at 22-1 to 1 or so, but I think the turnovers should present themselves in this game. Give me the Niners' uh, defense and special teams at 22-1. to 1. All right. Let's go ahead and knock out mine. I will kick things off with, hold on, because you already talked about them a little bit. I just want to make sure that I have all the best number here. Yep. So I'm going to go ahead and kick things off with my biggest one on the board, Seattle's defense at 40 to one. I talked about it earlier before prior to last week, they have 10 straight games with a takeaway overall of the what is this game 14 for them 12 for them 13 this is game 13 so the 12 games that they no i lied that's yeah this is game 14 so of the 13 games they played already they have a takeaway in 11 of them so this defense opportunistic i think that they're going to have the chances with purdy playing uh johnson as well i think there's going to be chances i don't th- i just think that this is a letdown spot for that offense for for San Francisco after they put up 35 points on the Tampa Bay Bucks defense last week, which is still a pretty solid defense. Like I think they're going to come back down to earth. I think that they're going to make a few mistakes. It's a short week, especially if Johnson plays. It's a short week and you're playing in place of Purdy. I already think Purdy is not like that, so I don't like the chances for Johnson as well. Seattle could very well get up early with the defensive touchdown in this game. 41, that is one. For my second Seattle player, I'm going over to Marquise Goodwin, 22 to 1. 
revenge game narrative for him. But even more importantly, if you look at DVOA versus uh, wide receivers for San Francisco and break that down a little bit more, they are third in pass DVOA versus the number one wide receiver. They are ninth in pass DVOA versus the number two wide receiver. And then they are 31st in pass DVOA versus the number three wide receiver, which makes sense. You can't cover everybody on the field all the given time, every single time. And so somebody breaks three is normally that third wide receiver. Marquise Goodwin, we know him as the streaky down the field guy. I think that Geno Smith can catch him for a long touchdown in this one. Marquise Goodwin, 22 to 1. George Kittle for my 49er at 12 to 1. Seahawks are 27th and pass DV away to the tight end position. And then give me Juwan Johnson. I mean, not Johnson, Juwan Jennings, 11 to 1. Just a little bit of familiarity, familiarity between him, Brock Purdy, uh, working in that you know, second, third string offense and practice throughout the season. I think this is one of the guys that everybody on this team likes going to. So I'll take my chances on him as well. Yeah, Jennings, I definitely think has value because with Purdy, the only issue is, I'll say this, if Purdy does not play, would you pivot off of Kittle or Jennings or would you keep them both? Uh, I would probably keep them both. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I pivot. I just keep them both. Kittle, I'm kind of out on. Uh, he's also on my fantasy team, and he hasn't mm-hmm. done me any favors. But the Niners have really forced Kittle to block a lot more, especially with a newer quarterback with Purdy. And I'm sure he's going to block a lot more if they have uh, Josh Johnson behind center. Mm-hmm. So I think Kittle, I might be out on. I know Seattle hasn't been great against tight ends, but my main concern is just his role with the team. It seems like Kittle spends a lot of time blocking as opposed to actually running routes. Yeah. No, he yeah, he does. And I think it's I think it's more matchup based and sometimes it's not even that. Like I I I just feel like they he's the odd man out in the offense right now and it's because he's such a good blocker. Like he's such a good blocking tight end. He's not one of those passing tight ends that that's all they can do. He's a really really good blocker when you talk about the Travis Kelsey and the Gronks of the world that can do it all. So I think that's really an issue and uh that's kind of going against them is how good he is in the blocking game as well. So Yeah. All right. Talk to you about win bet. Win is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. You have exclusive rewards. You have online sports betting, casino play. You got the win bet win hour Thursdays. You have the win build your own bet same game parlay feature. Look, let me throw you let me throw you a same game parlay here. This is for the people. Win build your own bet same game parlay. We are going to do uh, – wait, that's not my app. All right. When build your own bet, this is how we're going to do this. I'm going to go to this game and click on build your own bet. I'm doing this real time so y'all can see how easy this is to build this. This is happening real time. We're going to go with Seattle Seahawks on the money line. And then we are going to go and find – Let's see here. Let's do first touchdown score. And let's do Marquise Goodwin because it's a great narrative. So you take first touchdown score. Or fact, matter of fact, no, no, let's not do that. Let's get rid of that. And we're going to go to two touchdowns for Goodwin. 
And we're going to go on the money line for Seattle. That's 70 to 1. A 70 to 1 parlay right there. Marquise Goodwin for two touchdowns, Seattle money line. So easy over at Win Bet. New players can receive a special offer. Bet $100, win a $100 free bet. So much choosing. All you have to do is head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win bet. sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer such a change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 order and present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, Scott. Let's get into our three prop bets for the day. I'll go for it first with my first prop bet, and that is CMC over seven, 117 and a half rushing and receiving yards. And this is the fade. This is the fade that I have on the defense of Seattle right now. And the fact that they are 31st in pass DVOA to running backs, and they are 26th in rush DVOA. So, they, he's hit the over in the last two games that he's been in uh, forty in San Francisco. I think Brock Purdy's going to struggle, and I think he's going to have to check down. It's going to be check down city to Christian McCaffrey. They're going to run the ball a million freaking times and continuously give him the ball. So I think he has the opportunity. One seventeen and a half sounds like a large number, but he can hit that number in his sleep. Yeah, uh, I definitely like McCaffrey as well. I was just contemplating if I should take the rushing yards or the rushing and receiving. Uh, but I think we're on the same page there. Uh, the only concern I have with the rushing is the fact that even in that blowout game against Tampa, he only had 14 carries. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, so they're kind of giving him workload, but you wish it was a little bit more on the ground. So I think I'm going to take the exact same prop as you. I think I'm going to take the rushing and receiving. I think there's a lot of ways for him to get there. It involves either a screen pass that could go for 60 yards. You could have a carry for 50 yards. There's a couple ways, but what was the exact number you said for that prop? 117 and a half. Yeah, I think I'll take the over on that as well. But I do think there might be value on alternative for rushing yards for McCaffrey. Yeah, hundred plus is somewhere in the like two to one range, give or take. Yeah, I think there's some value on that too. Definitely, I agree. All right, I'll give out my second one. That is Brandon Ayuk over fifty one and a half receiving yards. Excuse me. He's hit this over in seven of the last nine games he's played in. And without Debo Samuel, which he's not going to have for this game, he's hit this over in six of eight. So Seattle misses tackles. Oh, my gosh. I was looking for the stat, and I couldn't find it, but I know they have to be towards the bottom of the league and miss tackle rate. Like, they have to be. They missed so many tackles last week against Carolina. And just anytime I sit there and I watch Seattle, I just – see missed tackle after missed tackle after missed tackle. And that's not what you want to do with Brandon Ayuk, who can get the ball short and take it in space and get a big game. So, yeah, I'm on Brandon Ayuk over 51 and a half receiving yards. Over to you, Scott. So this one's going to be pretty juicy, but I still like it anyway. It's going to be Geno Smith interception, and that's around minus 150. I think it's a very good deal, uh, even though it might seem juicy at first glance because Geno, as I said before, has been very turnover prone. And he's Mm -hmm. had at least one interception in, uh, let me just check this out, sorry, in five of the last seven games. He's had four interceptions in the last three games alone, each of the last three weeks. Seattle, I don't think is going to have any success running the ball in this game. I know Kenneth Walker's a good player, but the Niners up front are very good against the run. 
I just think at the end of the day that Geno Smith is going to have to throw the ball probably north of 30-something times. And against this secondary and against this pass rush, I think he's going to force a bad throw or two. He might get picked off a couple of times. But minus 150 against an opportunistic defense with his turnover concerns recently, I think it's a pretty good deal. I'll take Geno interception at minus 150. All right. Uh, For my last prop, I talked about him earlier. Marquise Goodwin, over 25 and a half receiving yards. And you heard it, third versus the number one wide receiver in past DVOA, ninth versus number two wide receiver, 31st versus number three wide receiver. I think that that opens up. I just need one, one deep ball touchdown to go Marquise Goodwin. And we cash this with ease. He's hit this over in seven of the last eight games. So I, I like the continuity there. He's has a role in the offense. He's able to get to this number. I like his chances doing against his old team. I'll take Marquise Goodwin over 25 and a half receiving yards. Okay. And my last one's going to be a kicker prop, actually. And I know that Robbie Gould last week didn't need to kick anything because it was just a bunch of extra points. They scored a bunch of touchdowns. But I like his field goals over here. I just think mm-hmm. it's a very good deal. Uh, you're looking at his last couple of games, and he has attempted at least two field goals in two of the last three. He's attempted at least three. Uh, he's attempted at least two field goals in three of the last five. I do think that the Niners are going to struggle a bit more in the red zone or just actually generating long 70-yard drives with a compromised Brock Purdy. Mm -hmm. But I think that the Niners should have the ball a decent amount in this game because I have that much faith in the Niners' defense. But if you're going to give me Robbie Gould uh, at one-and-a-half field goals at even money, I think it's a good price for a team that really has looked solid in the trenches. And I think Mm -hmm. as a result, the Niners should have success on the ground. I'm just going to question if they're able to actually punch it fully in for touchdowns. And I think the Niners, with the defense and with the quarterback concerns with injury, I think Shanahan might be very conservative with his fourth down play calling. And I think he's going to settle for a bunch of field goals. So I'm going to go with Robbie Gould over one and a half field goals at even money. I'm not sure what you think about that, but I do think that with Seattle's run defense, which is atrocious, and with Purdy's injury concerns, the Niners might be extremely safe on some third down play calls and maybe settling to take points a lot throughout this game. I'll take Robbie Gould over one net field goals at even mine. Yeah, no, I I'm with you. I like it. I, I, I think it's going to be a low scoring game. So I think they're going to settle for more field goals than touchdowns. And um, I don't agree with the, well, not agree, but I agree with the fact that I think that they're going to get kicked off the field on third down a number of times in this game just because of one inefficiencies at quarterback. They might get some short fields said. too. I mean, yeah. Gino throws a pick or two. We'll see what happens, but Purdy might struggle. I'm just hoping the ground game can get them enough yards to get them into field goal range. Nope, I'm with you. All right, that's it for our three props. Let's go ahead and knock out our DFS lineup. I'll kick it over to you first this time. Who are you putting in your captain slot? So I feel like there's two main choices here. One's obviously going to be McCaffrey. The other is going to be taking a defense and hoping that one defense gets cra- goes crazy. I'll take McCaffrey. He's going to be the most expensive captain. I think he'll probably be one of the most common captains. You could argue maybe Purdy after last week if he plays or Geno Smith because people are going to take quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I'm taking McCaffrey. I think it's a phenomenal matchup. And we mentioned the rushing and receiving, so you know that he'll get some PPR points as well in the passing game. 
But Seattle's atrocious against the run. It looked like it again last week. I think the Niners will get him a lot of touches. I think that they'll end up giving him a lot of the red zone work. I just mentioned Jordan Mason as a potential option for the first touchdown score, but Mm. McCaffrey is the guy. They traded a bunch of draft picks for him. He's been great ever since. But McCaffrey can get to 100 yards and a touchdown pretty easily in a variety of ways. He can score several touchdowns. He can get you a bunch of catches. I just think there's so much potential for McCaffrey to have a huge game because of the areas or the amount of areas that he succeeds in. Give McCaffrey as my captain. I just think there's is he's really just so good and Seattle's so bad against running backs both on the ground and in pass catching situations. It's a great per, it's arguably a perfect matchup for McCaffrey. So give me McCaffrey as my captain. Yeah, I I I had him and I took him out one I was trying to be a little bit different. And, he's very popular. You know, so Yeah, he's going to he, he's definitely going to be the chalk play for sure. Uh for me I'm going to go with Seattle's defense. I will take Seattle's defense and my captain slot to be a little bit different and to go all in on my game narrative of I think that their defense steps up and their defense does what you need to get fantasy points. Like they get after the quarterback. They are 10th in the NFL in sacks per game. They are they create turnovers, very opportunistic. I told you earlier, fifth in the NBA in not NBA, but fifth in the NFL in takeaways per game. They had a takeaway in 10 straight this season prior to last week. I think that they can get back on that slide and get and create those turnovers again and be able to create opportunity for fantasy points there. So I'm gonna back Seattle's defense here. I think it's a low scoring game. I don't think that the 49ers run wild and score a bunch of points like they did last week. So I feel confident with Seattle's defense in my captain slot and for it to be a high scoring, low played option or possibly high played option. I think, I think the top playing two a defense be, in this yeah. game is going to be San Francisco's. Yeah, that, that was good. But that's what I was going to say. But I have Seattle in my lineup, too. They're just not in my MVP slot. Do you have McCaffrey in your lineup? I'm assuming you do. I do. OK, so you want to go first? You want to go uh first because we agree on the first two choices yeah i'll go ahead and my next one marquise goodwin i talked about it they have an issue with third wide receivers this is a revenge game for him i think marquise goodwin has the ability to get behind this 49ers secondary and get into the end zone so yeah if if marquise goodwin is going to be a million dollar player i want him in my lineup so i'll take marquise goodwin okay so i do not have goodwin goodwin in my lineup but i understand your angle there I'm just going to take another defense. I'm going to take the Niners defense. I think that it's a pretty great spot for the Niners because of the fact that in addition to the Niners being great on the defensive line, Seattle's really bad on the offensive line. And Mm -hmm. Geno has taken a bunch of sacks for most of the season, but especially lately. And I do think you can end up expecting the Niners to probably rack up three, four sacks, maybe more in this game. I mentioned the interception concerns for Geno as well. But Geno's been sacked at least three times in each of the last four games. So he's giving up a ton of sacks. He might hold on to the ball too much. The offensive line should be overmatched by a large margin against this elite Niners pass rush. And you could have a defensive score, a couple fumble recoveries maybe, maybe a couple interceptions. But I feel like I have to play the Niners defense because Mm -hmm. of the fact that Seattle's offensive line has really gotten worse as the season has progressed. So give me the Niners defense. I think Bosa could go crazy. You could see some of the other guys go nuts. 
but I think they're a borderline auto play in my eyes. So give me the Niners defense at around 10,000 for the platform I'm using. I'm sure your salary might be a little bit different, but I'll take the Niners defense. I didn't play the Niners defense, actually. Okay. And so I'm going all in. um, If I like Marquise Goodwin to get behind the defense for one touchdown, I actually gave him out for two touchdowns in the win bet read. I like Geno Smith then. And I'll stack them both. So give me Geno Smith in this lineup. I I know this 49. And I'm again, I'm trying to find ways where I can be different in this lineup because mm-hmm. my next three, well, we already said Christian McCaffrey. My next two players are pretty chalky. So finding ways to be different. Is there a world of possibility where this defense has a letdown spot in the division game and Geno is able to get behind them on a pass one or two times and be able to put points up? I think they're going to win the game. I think they're going to have to score at some point to be able to do that. So yeah, give me Geno Smith, and hopefully it plays out how I said, and we get a, one or two long touchdowns to Marquise Goodwin to really pad his stats. So for my next choice, this is going to be another long shot pick, but I mentioned the prop before. I'm going to take Robbie Gould at around 9,500. This is kind of going to be where I try to separate myself because McCaffrey is going to be the most common captain. So mm-hmm. I'm going to use both defenses and a kicker and hope that that kind of limits the amount of people that are copying. So Gould, I mentioned before, uh, I think he's going to attempt multiple field goals in this game. I think the Niners will be extra conservative, trying to keep Purdy healthy or just trying to exploit Seattle's awful rush defense. And I think eventually they're going to end up getting into some third and middle, third and medium situations, uh, third and five, third and six, and they might just run the ball in those spots and settle up some shorter and settle on some shorter field goals. But I do think Gould should be busy in this game. And I think that 9,500 is a pretty decent price to go through his actual fantasy performances for the last couple of games. He had five last week because he didn't attempt a field goal. He had 18 against Miami. He had eight against New Orleans, eight against Arizona, 10 against the Chargers, seven against the Rams, 14 against the Chiefs. So he's been busy. But I think there is a path for him to get to double digits for points. And I think he's going to be relatively low owned. Give me Robbie Gould at around 9,500. All right. My next one, going over to George Kittle. Yeah, I'm doing it. I'm playing Kittle. It's really because Seattle's been so bad to the tight end. And I'm just kind of hoping with Debo Samuel out that these targets get pigeonholed to my next player that I'm going to announce and George Kittle. So that's really that's really too much it, not too much analysis there, but hopefully Kittle comes in this one and has a solid game. But I am considering pivoting off of Kittle just because his usage is down. And uh, you have one extra player, right? Oh, yeah, 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 I do. You did all yours? I have one more left, but I'll let you go. Oh, okay. Yeah, my last one, Brandon Ayuk. And it's simple. I'm taking the two the pass catchers. I have the three best players on the 49ers. I don't trust the quarterback play, but if they can get the quarterback, if the quarterback can get the ball to their playmakers and just let them get in space, I think they're all going to go to work and be able to create a lot of yardage and a lot of gain in this game and control time and possession. I just don't think when it comes time to put touchdowns on the board and when it comes time to get an end zone, that's where we're going to have some issues. So uh, I like Brandon Ayuk in this game as well. Okay, uh, my last one's going to be a Seattle wide receiver, but it is not going to be Metcalf. It's going to be Tyler Lockett. Gino, I had the salary for, so I actually thought about it, but eh, I, I just think that if, once again, I'm trying to build a unique lineup, having a Seattle wide receiver with no Seattle quarterback might be an, a unique way to look at it. But Metcalf's been very good lately. Lockett has been even better uh, based mm-hmm. on the recent weeks. If I told you that Tyler Lockett has scored a touchdown, 
in six straight weeks. How many people do you think would have actually known that? <laughs> I I don't think many would have. Because that's a fact. He scored a touchdown in six straight weeks. So yeah, that's insane. Metcalf's been good as well. But I do think Lockett, who historically has been very good against the Niners, Metcalf's been kind of bottled up a little bit. But Lockett, last meeting, 107 yards. Meeting before that, 68 and a touchdown. Game before that, he wasn't very good with 24 yards. But the game before that, had 90 yards and two touchdowns. So three of the last four meetings, he's had at least 12 fantasy points. And I think that's definitely actually it's more than 12, actually, because he had seven receptions. So he's had pretty much north of 15 fantasy points in three of the last four meetings. And the Niners might put all their eggs into stopping Metcalf. Lockett, we know, is always tricky because he's extremely crafty with his routes and he's scored in six straight games. So I do think Lockett has some value there. So Lockett will be my final play. It's my pivot off of Metcalf. I'll take Lockett with a salary of around 11500 all right. And I have 3,000 salary left over, which I feel like is a lot. And I'm assuming most people won't have that. I actually used every single bit of salary. In mine, I used every single bit of salary. That's why I was like, oh, I feel kind of confident about this because I used all my salary. Mm-hmm. Hasn't done anything for me in the past. But, you know, today, tomorrow is a new day. And as Glorilla says, that's why I love tomorrow. All right. Before we get into our lock and anytime touchdown for this slate, got to talk to you about Underdog Fantasy because Underdog Fantasy is offering a 100% deposit match up to $100 for new signees. All you have to do is use promo code SGPN. Just go to underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit match up to $100. You can do best ball you can do battle royale they have playoff best ball get early with the playoff best ball for nfl you have pick them contest underdogfantasy.com promo code sgpn and we're also brought to you by the sgpn merch store and in honor of us reaching our 100th episode at the nfl gambling podcast we're giving one lucky <laughs> excuse me I almost choked on my own wow I almost choked during that read all right yes so, in honor of episode 100, we are giving away a $100 gift card to a lucky listener. All you have to do is leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Deadline to submit is December 20th, and we will announce the winner next week. All right. For my lock. Give me Seattle plus three and a half. Sprinkle on the money line. I think Seattle's good. I think Seattle's going to win this game, honestly. For my dog, well, my touchdown, let's go to. Hmm. Seattle's defense is eight to one. You know what? I'll go big, but I'm not going to go that big. Let's go Marquise Goodwin, plus 480. Scott, what are you doing? Okay, so for me, uh, my lock is going to be Geno interception at minus 150. A little juicy, but with the pressure that San Francisco should generate and with the really just the (laughs) opportunistic defense, which is so good at generating turnovers, I think Geno should be in line to throw at least one pick, maybe two. But I think minus 150 is a good number. I'll take the minus 150. And for my anytime touchdown score, 
My cheap option would be Lockett at around plus 140, but I'm actually going to take Niners defense at plus 500. It's going to go hand in hand, but I'm expecting turnovers. I'm expecting a little bit of chaos, and I do think that Geno will do something stupid. Maybe they'll fumble it, and it'll be recovered for a touchdown. But we've seen the Niners in these standalone games, uh, even on Monday night, be very good at actually scoring defensive touchdowns. And I do think this could be another one. Give me the Niners defense to get into the end zone at around five to one. All right. Anything else for the people, Scott, before we get up out of here? Uh, not really. Looking forward to this game. Hopefully it turns into a fun one. But either way, I'll be back later in the week with Munaf to go through the Sunday afternoon games. I know we'll be back later on this week on Friday for the NBA Gambling Podcast. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Rice Show Radio. And that's pretty much it. All right. Subscribe to the NFL Gambling Podcast. Subscribe to all the podcasts in the network. If you haven't already, find us on YouTube. Find us on Spotify. Leave a review. Do all of that. Enter the contest. Go play that win. Build your own bet. I have Seattle Moneyline and Marquise Goodwin for two touchdowns. Feels very, very good. I am. I feel good about Marquise Goodwin. I do. I'm going to have a little bit of change on that. So, all right. Other than that, I mean, I have nothing else to say, nothing else to do. No other way of ending the podcast. He's at Russia Radio. Matt, really real underscore underscore. We are out of here.